Welcome everyone to the Stupid Sexy Podcast. Feels like I'm podcasting nothing at all. Hail to the season four. I'm Chris and that's Dan. We made it, Dan. Season four. Four. You excited? Indeed. This is a really good season. I mean, it even kicks off with a bang. So we'd like to welcome... It kicks off with an episode so good that James L. Brooks wanted it to actually be a movie. Yes. Yes. Indeed. I believe that's actually the first part of the trivia. Yes, it is. <clears throat> so, we have... Our 60th episode of the Stupid Sexy Podcast. And thank you guys for sticking with us through 60 episodes. We have made it to Camp Krusty. So think about this. If there's been 60 episodes of our show, there have already been 60 episodes of The Simpsons. And here we are at Camp Krusty. September 24th, 1992. It's a summer vacation episode that came out three weeks into the new school year. Yeah! <laughs> And if this was 1992, that means that I was going into the third grade because I, no, yes, because, no, I was going into the second grade because how it always worked for me because I started kindergarten in 1990. So whatever, whatever year it was, was the grade I was going into because I graduated 2003, which would have been the 13th school year. Which would have been my foray into college. 13th? Yeah. So yeah, I was going into the second grade when this came out. And I had never had a summer camp vacation yet. Because I didn't go to summer camp until I was in the Boy Scouts. And that would have been fifth grade. Because that was my first uh, week-long sleepaway camp. Do you ever do sleepaway camps, Dan? Should I take your silence as a No. I said no. I guess you're not hearing me. I did not hear you. No. Yeah, we did the uh, we did the Boy Scout we did the Boy Scout camp, and it was always fun because it was the camp experience itself was okay. You got your three meals right. They had the flag rising and lowering ceremony, and then you uh you would go to wherever your merit badges were, and that was. You know, you did a lot of fun stuff. You, I earned a lot of merit badges over the summer because they had the lake. So they had swimming and rowing and fishing. They had all the nature stuff, uh, insect study, reptile and amphibian study. Um, I think there even was one just for fish study. And, of course, we got to shoot guns and shoot bows and arrows. There was a Boy Scout camp like a mile and a half from my house growing up. Nice. Just up the road, the same road I was I lived on. So, there you go. So, Bart and Lisa are going to go to Camp Krusty. Will fun ensue? Well, not really. No. And that's why this is such a great episode. So, we're going to kick off season one with Camp Krusty. And remember, please continue to support us and check out all the great stuff on CKCC Radio. Uh, this show does not have its own Facebook page, and I almost wonder if we should, because we now have one for our Pokemon podcast. So, do you guys who are listening to this show want an individual Facebook page just for Simpsons stuff? I'll make it happen. 
Might not be the worst idea, considering how frequently we put out episodes, but we can look for it. So yeah, we're going to kick off Season 1 here with, of course, one of the best chalkboard gags. This punishment is boring and pointless. Is not boring and pointless. It's not boring and pointless. So, but no, I was speaking the truth. This punishment is boring and pointless. Because it kind of is. And I'm sure that did it. And then, one of the best early couch gags, the family runs in and discovers Fred, Wilma, and Pebbles Flintstone sitting on the couch. And Fred just greets them. Like, hey. Because this is when the comparisons were really starting to roll in, right? Because the Flintstones was a primetime cartoon that was for everybody. And The Simpsons was kind of the same thing. It was kind of a family show, but it really was supposed to be more geared with so adults could enjoy it. That was like the first real. That was the first real foray of cartoons, right? It was the Flintstones for everybody? Yeah, it, was, it was the Honeymooners, right? But a cartoon. And then, of course, you had uh, like, like yeah, cartoons like Looney Tunes were designed with everybody involved because there's tons of adult jokes and very offensive humor in Looney Tunes. You know, bugs and blackface and everything. But, but yeah, this was a. Uh, Simpsons were the modern equivalent of the Flintstones in a lot of ways. So the whole concept is this. It's the last day of school, and Bart's report card is all F-minuses. And he's like, if I don't at least average a C, I can't go to Camp Krusty this year. So Krabappel, well, she's nice. She lets him she lets him have it, turns everything into a C. Bart even gives her a little slap on the ass to thank her. She's like, Bart, I'm going to miss you. Principal Skinner comes up over the intercom. Yep. And he's like, you guys had a good dinner. And now it's time to get your weapons of destruction and burn us from the fucking town. <laughs> they just trash the school. Even Willie drives through with his tractor. They torch the permanent Without records. Plays. <laughs> Nelson's got a flamethrower. Unfortunately. <laughs> yeah, it is. It's out forever. But it was all a dream and Bart's like I dreamt it was the last day of school and Homer's like it was and sure enough it's June 12th which for Bart is the last day of school for me it never was Um, I was usually in school for another week week and a half yep we were uh, we were always past flag day thanks to the New York State Regents exam (laughs) they were all half days if you weren't in high school but they were still days of school they are still there, yeah. Our, our our final days of school for high school were all for the were the exams where they were all half days, but it was split into four half days, and each day was uh, whatever like classes you had was your final exam, and it was each like a two hour exam. So like day one would be like period one and period four. So for me that was like my yearbook class, which didn't have a final, and my my production class, which had a super easy final, and I'm like, this is awesome. And then I'd have, like, my biology final and my math final on the same day. But whichever one was your lunch period, you got to literally just hang out in the cafeteria and sign your books and, like, play cards and whatever. So that was actually was pretty cool. But not what? Ours was not get fed. Oh, yeah. Yeah, no, you did not get fed. (laughs) Because they were half days. They didn't have to feed us. We'd go home for lunch. So, readers' exams was there would be 
two blocks of time during the day, one in the morning, one in the afternoon. And it was, you sit here, and you can't leave for two hours, but you have up to three. And it was structured by New York State Department of Education. And everyone in the entire state, if you were in that class, was taking that test at that point in time. And they didn't leave you for two hours. It can't leave for two hours because you're going to run to the next district over and yell answers to your friend. (laughs) I don't know. Something like that. Another district. <laughs> oh, Bart! Know. Bart thinks this is all a dream, so Homer punches him. <laughs> he's like, you know, wow, pinch. Usually, it's supposed to be a pinch, yeah. So while they're eating, they're shoveling in their breakfast. He's like, you know, don't forget you prom what you promised us. Yep, when you're 18, you're out the door. No, if we get C averages, we get to go to Camp Krusty. And Bart even tries to convince his dad that they've got a new grading system. Now it goes D A B F. C. Well, can't blame him for trying. So the kids are cleaning out their lockers. They're just throwing all their shit on the floor, even though the trash can's right there. Bart's locker combination is twenty is thirty six twenty four thirty six. You know the supposed perfect dimensions for the female body. Exactly. And of course, he giggles about it. I also like that he finds his gym shorts and they're completely flat and solid. Yep. <laughs> We all know how that went, which means he never washed them. Uh, I at least changed my shirt. I, well, I would try to at least change my shorts and get them washed if if it was like a really sweaty thing. But oh god, that was the thing. Is as by the time Christmas vacation ended, I had completely forgotten my combination for my gym locker. <laughs> So it was, I'm bringing clothes in my backpack to change into for class. And I always heard, if you ask the teacher for your combination, they're going to make you do extra sit-ups or push-ups or a lap or whatever. And I'm like, well, fuck that. You know what I'm going to do? And this is what I end up, uh, half of the class end up doing this every year. They waited until the last day when we were supposed to hand in our things. And you go, hey, so what is the combination to my locker? Yep. What are they going to do at that point? So Lisa gets a B-plus in conduct and freaks out about it. And this is exactly why she got a B-plus in conduct. Exactly. She's like, Miss Hoover, you think you made a mistake? And she's like, yeah, Lisa, we don't make mistakes. And she's like holding her hand down. She's like, I think you need to change it. Lisa, you're hurting me. But Bart is attempting his sweet talk. I mean, he even returned all of his textbooks in perfect condition. One of them even (laughs) plastic wrapping. (laughs) But he gets a D minus in everything. So he passed, but not well. So when I was in high school, 65 was passing, and there was a rule that you could not get a 64. The teacher had to make a decision. To either barely pass you with a 65 or commit to the failure with a 63. Nice. So I had a professor in college who he, he even he even told me this. He said whenever he would have a uh, – because the class he taught was supposed to like prepare you for the real world. 
It was basically supposed to be like you were going on a job interview, like taught you how to write cover letters and go on interviews and everything. And he said, anytime a kid would just blow the interview or be really arrogant, he goes, I would just give them a D and send them on their way. And I remember I, I of course, was the guy who was like, well, if they were that bad, why don't you just fail them? And then my friend goes, because then they'd have to take the class again. And I'm like, oh, that's brilliant. <laughs> so here you go. <laughs> Here's your D. Go away. So, but Bart, don't worry. Bart's got a plan. And the countdown commences. Everybody counts down. Willie's spiking the punch bowl. Millhouse is getting a swirly. <laughs> And as the kids run off for summer vacation, the teacher comes out and goes, wait, you didn't hear how World War II ended. We won! And everybody chants USA. <laughs> I always love that joke. And I also love Otto is all excited for his vacation. All right, three months of SpaghettiOs and daytime TV. And of course, Skinner's all ready to go on vacation. He's like, all right, Willie, get back to work. I want the toilet sparkling when I get back. But Bart... Attempts to forge everything into an A+, and Lisa immediately calls him out. He goes, you could have at least gone for plausible grades. And then there's a callback to that, too. So great. So they're watching the Camp Krusty commercial. And Krusty's promising that you're going to spend the summer with him. And he's doing tricks on horses and everything. And it actually seems like it's going to be a pretty fun camp. So Bart goes to present his... Report card to Homer. While Homer is literally mowing over everything in the yard. <laughs> including the roller skate that he gets pissed at for getting stuck. Skate. So when Bart shows him his grade, he's like, A plus. He's like, you don't think very highly of me, do you, boy? No, sir, I do not. Dude, a D changes into a B so easily. You just got greedy. And he's like, but what kind of parent would I be if I didn't uphold my end of the deal, huh? But why should you suffer for my mistake? You mean I can go? Well, yeah, I don't want you hanging around the house all summer. He goes, now, you got little girl hands. Get in there and see if you can pull out the roller skate. And he uh, goes to do it and it clears out. <laughs> oh, that's so terrible. So, of course, Bart won't pack a swimsuit because he's going to swim naked. I'm going to swim naked. Lisa wants every single booster shot there is. And Hibbert tries to give her a lollipop and calls her a hypochondriac. And then during their final family dinner, Marge cries while Homer and Bart fight over a pickle. So the big day is here. The kids are getting on the bus. And I love Martin's parents. Have fun at Image Enhancement Camp. Oh, spare me. It's fat camp for daddy's little fam. Because there is a fat camp at, at Camp Krusty. Yes, there is. And that was part of the commercial. The fat kid turns into a super skinny kid. <clears throat> And as the kids drive off on the bus, the parents excitedly celebrate. And they, the kids going to camp. I remember my mom did like the, when I, my first year at summer camp, when I was actually like alone for the week, I remember my mom did like the whole hold it together thing. And then apparently all the moms cried when all the boys left. <clears throat> and then she like got like overly excited, and I I, I remember this distinctly because she got mad at me for this. And mom, if you happen to to be listening to this show, I actually do apologize for this. But like, I got in the car, and she was like super excited. She's like, "Did you miss me?" And I'm like, "No, I had fun at camp." 
Like, I think that was my exact line. She got really mad at me for that. Like, no, I actually had really fun at camp. I was more excited to tell you about that, but she just wanted me to say that I missed her. Uh, yeah. Memories. So, this is one of my favorite gags, of course, when they pull into camp with the the horrible totem pole and the bridge that's collapsing. And they get the, the crusty video. He's like, I'll be here in a few weeks. Until then, I leave you with my good friend, Mr. Black. Mr. Black. <laughs> I am Mr. Black. I was the president of Euro Krusty Land until it blew up. Any questions? Uh, yeah, I'll tell you and then one more. Yeah, Krusty's got a lot of important stuff to tend to. But until then, our counselors will be Dolph, Jimbo, and Carney. Oh. And then so Wim what is what important business is Krusty doing during this episode? He's at Wimbledon. He's at Wimbledon. He gets yelled at with the Harlequin in the front row. <laughs> yeah, sorry. So we were at Joey Image's house, and we were playing one of the old, one of the old wrestling games, whichever one would have existed before I probably before I moved to Florida. So it's probably like a SmackDown versus Raw, or maybe I was on vacation or something i don't remember but we're playing a game we're messing around with cause and i'm pretty sure that like bobby mellock was there too because i know he was a simpsons guy and one of the you remember like there was only a couple of pre-rendered stuff that the announcers would have and one of them was mr black so joe picks it for whatever character and of course he's making the obvious joke who oh, mr black that's racist <laughs> and then me and chris decker at the same time go Mr. Black! And when we just popped each other and started giggling. And of course, Bobby Mellock's giggling too, because he gets it. And Joe's like, what the fuck are you guys talking about? Just didn't understand. He just didn't understand, Dan. Mr. Black. So with the kids gone, Homer and Marge have shower sex, just for the record. And Hell yeah. the cabin is friggin' horrible. There are snakes and rats and... I've stayed in pretty janky cabin before while working at a summer camp, and it was way better than that. Oh, uh, yeah. <laughs> I think the worst cabin I ever stayed at was still, like, decent. There was one camping trip we went on where we got to the cabin, and there was no electricity in the cabin. And I remember there were, like, a couple of the younger scouts were, like upset and they're like what are we going to do when it gets dark we're like uh we're going to build a fire and use our flashlights <laughs> like that's when exactly it gets dark you go to sleep because it's in summer camp you're going all day every day when it's dark you go to bed well it wasn't a summer it was, this wasn't a summer camp cabin this was like a, a weekend scout excursion but like you know what we did when it got dark we played risk because with the campfire and like one or two lanterns we had more than enough light in the cabin to play a board game. So he played Risk. But it's okay. It's got the crusty brand seal of approval. Which then we find out is on a lot of really shoddy merchandise. Crusty just approves it so he can get the money for it. So let's go over what happens while they're at summer camp. Uh, they're roasting pine cones on a fire lit by tires and gasoline. At least could we have some marshmallows? <laughs> uh, pine cones. Lisa goes to step into the canoe, and the the very, very unsafe canoe gets washed away by the choppy river. Martin's Fat Camp is actually a drill sergeant camp. It's basically a boot camp 
Yeah, they're all hanging from the bar, and they they won't stop until he he does a jump. Yep, until this Christmas ham gives me a pull-up. And then they do the Camp Krusty song, which is hysterical in itself because it's got copyright notices in it. It's got, a, yeah, the Shining Mess Hall and the baseball, the hollowed baseball crowns. Bart falls into a giant ditch. It's we at the run, base of... We jump, we swim and play, we row and go on trips. Oh, and it's at the base of Mount Avalanche. But the thing that lasts forever are our dear friendships. I wonder if we could, we I want to when we start doing like other like mini series style podcasts where we cover at other shows. One of the ideas I had, I wanted to do the classic Nicktoons that I remember, maybe for Chris Rank's episodes, like because there's only like four seasons of Doug, and then there's only like three seasons of Rugrats I actually watched, but. Maybe I could find the run of Salute Your Shorts and we could do that for a Chris Ranks. That would be fun. We hold you in our hearts. And when we think about you, it makes me want to fart. Do you ever watch Hey Dude? Yep. Ah, That was fun, too. Oh, and the other thing is they don't even get to eat gruel. (laughs) They eat Krusty Brand Invitation Gruel. Nine out of ten orphans can't tell the difference. Yep. And the counselors and Mr. Black toast to evil while having a lovely dinner with wine. (laughs) But while this is happening, Homer's actually doing pretty well. He loses weight. He gains hair. He's almost got a comb over going. (laughs) Meanwhile, Lisa thinks she's going to (laughs) die. And she writes the letter, but they're like, oh, classic kid missing home. Yeah, the classic kid letters. Because Marge writes her a letter with jelly bean cookies that Kearney eats. With all the all the wonderful news from home, and then her thing is like, the nature hikes are horrible, and Millhouse gets bit by a snake, and they keep making him march. The arts and crafts tent is basically a Chinese sweatshop. Bart's they're literally making, they're making counterfeit wallets. Yeah, counterfeit wallets. We got to be on the street in Hong Kong by sundown. Bart's literally shaking, holding his crusty to hell. Crusty will come. Crusty will come. And then the classic World War One. Reference, all communications have been cut off, so I pray this letter reaches you. And she sends it by horseback rider. Yeah, she has to meet some random horse rider. Oh, kids' letters from camp are so cute. Yeah, she complains now, but I bet when she comes home, she's never going to want to leave. Oh, my God. I love that. And then, of course... The kid, the storm is like literally blowing the cabin away. Bart's like, "That's it. Next summer, I'm getting a job." <laughs> <laughs> hey, Marge, don't do anything before the fireworks. I get to tap the gunpowder. Literal fireworks. But the moment has arrived. Crusty oh, no, is I, here. I thought it was a fireworks thing. I'm like, what about the fireworks? And he's like, I got all the fireworks we need right here. And you think it's they're just gonna make out and have sex on the lawn? But no, he just has a big bar of fireworks. Literal fireworks. (laughs) So the day has arrived, and Krusty's here. But it's just Barney. You think I just got some wino and dressed him up? (laughs) And Bart's had it. I like his Krusty. I had it when I got the stomach ache, and my Krusty brand calculator didn't have a 7 or an 8 on it. But this is too much. We want crusty. Yeah, we want crunchy. (laughs) 
I thought so you broke their spirits. We did. You broke nothing in slaps, Jimbo. So it's time for the revolution. And he's like, gentlemen, to the hydrofoil. <laughs> and we never see him again. Nope. In fact, they even say later that three counselors are missing and presumed scared. They also break the kids out of fat camp. And Martin immediately gorgeous. <laughs> Sweet life getting gruel. And Lisa's packing, passing out all the care packages. And you realize the one kid got his insulin. Oh, my insulin. That kid should be dead. This is a summer long camp. Like I only worked at that one where you were there for like, a, you know, six days. Sunday, Sunday evening into Saturday morning. Yep. That was my summer camp. I never. But there did are the... there are those camps like the ones you usually see in a TV show or movie where you're there the entire summer. Well, I just are... never went. To... Yeah, I never went to one of those either. And then, of course, Bart changes the name to Camp Bart. I thought it was going to be Camp Freedom. And the news reaches Krusty right as he's in the middle of being knighted. This better be good. And then they do the important. The important news interruption during meditation where Kent Brockman's like, I've been to Iraq and Afghanistan and this is worse than all of it. It's like, I've, I've even been told I'm going to be granted notice with the leader. Homer's Please don't be the boy. Please don't be the boy. Please don't be the boy. And as soon as it's Bart, he loses his extra hair and his gut returns. Can you imagine I just want everybody to know that this is a really crappy camp. Can I say that? Crappy? Oh, on this network, you can. <laughs> Krusty, is it true you attempted suicide when you heard about the camp? Would you reach his get out of my way? And he punches out a cameraman. And then, to prove it's the real Krusty, Bart has the, the kids rip his clothes off, and they discover that the Krusty trademarks, the pacemaker scar, the cattle birthmark, and the superfluous third nipple. It's like, Krusty, how could you sign your name to this? And he's like, and Krusty gets upset. He didn't pay attention to anything. And it's like, but Krusty, Camper got eaten by a bear. Oh, my God. Well, it just ate his hat. Was it a nice hat? Oh, yeah. Oh, my God. And the final so, solution. Go ahead, Dan. <laughs> we all take you to the happiest place on Earth. Tijuana! And the end of the episode is a montage of the kids in Tijuana watching cockfights and then taking off without Krusty. <laughs> oh my god. Yeah, that's a... Uh, to reference, reference one of my other favorite shows, The Big Bang Theory, they do an episode where Sheldon is attempting to form his own Comic-Con and he goes to recruit James Earl Jones. Do you know that episode? I don't think so. Oh, it's got a, it's got a Tijuana joke in it, which is where I'm going with this. But yeah, he tracks James Earl Jones down at a sushi restaurant, and he's like, "Let me guess, you like Star Wars?" Sheldon nods. You know, I've been in other movies, but I bet you don't care about those, do you? He's like, "I got one thing to say to people like you." He leans him in all close. He goes, "I like Star Wars too. Come on, join me." And it turns out he's like a nice party guy. And there's a whole thing where like they they go and eat ice cream together. They go to they do karaoke. They're on a Ferris wheel. And he's like, hey, hey, California, I'm on a Ferris wheel with Darth Vader and he's nicer than you think. And James Earl Jones is like, I am. And then the, <laughs> high, the highlight is they ding-dong ditch Carrie Fisher. And she answers the door with a baseball bat. 
It's like, it's not funny anymore, James. Well, then why am I laughing? <laughs> and then it ends with him. They're together in a sauna. And of course, now Sheldon's like partied out. And he's like, he's like, what were you trying to ask me at the strip club? He's like, oh, well, my friends can't go to Comic-Con. So I was going to have you c- come to my own comic convention. He goes, oh, Sheldon, you and your friends could just come to Comic-Con with me. And after all, San Diego's right across the border from my favorite place in the world, Tijuana. I'm taking you every night. And Sheldon goes, ay, ay, ay. James Earl Jones goes, ay, 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 bang, bang. <laughs> it's fucking hysterical. I always love when Tijuana's a freaking punchline to anything. So, yes, that is Camp Krusty. What do you think, Dan? Goat? Good episode? That is 100% a goat episode. <laughs> It's so good. So let's talk about that trivia you mentioned at the beginning of the episode. So here's the actual piece. James Earl Jones called the writers and suggested the script be used for a plotline for a film. But the episode ran very short. To make it barely fit the minimum time, the Camp Crusty song had to be lengthened by a number of verses. The episode was also chosen to be the first episode of the season, further complicating matters. As Al Jean told Brooks, first of all, if we can make it into a movie then we don't have a premiere. And second, if we can't make 18 minutes out of this episode, how are we supposed to make 80? So Brooks wanted the movie, but Al Jean sadly shot it down. You think it would have made a good movie if they went for it? They would have had to severely expand upon things and probably made things not as funny. There probably would have been a lot of drag out about the camp and everything and like a slow burn and probably more exposure to the kids being tortured. <clears throat> there definitely wouldn't have been a song montage. That would have been individual stuff that we saw. Like, there would have been a five-minute segment just on the meals, right? Instead of just, here's Gruel. It's actually not even real Gruel. <clears throat> so, do you notice that when Kent Brockman is going to interview Brock, they show the pig head on a stick surrounded by flies? Of course, that is a Lord of the Flies reference. So... This is the first time we get Ralph's surname, but we haven't yet connected that he is actually Chief Wiggum's son. We just know that his last name is Wiggum. Are you and Princess Di supposed to be just friends? Well, that got edited after Princess Di passed away. I mean, that makes sense, right? Which is funny because that's edited out of syndication, but it's on Disney Plus, but there's no Michael Jackson. So where's the line, people? And Michael Jackson recently got officially cleared again. Yeah, so is that episode coming back? What's the deal? Uh, Dolph's hairnet makes one of the very first times you actually see both of his eyes. Because Dolph's got the emo hair. What is Dolph's last name, Dan? It is not Lundgren or Ziggler. No, it's like... um... I know, I know this shiznit where... Oh, it's weird. It's it's like, it's like Starbeam or something like Star that. Starbeam, like yep. His parents were uh, hippy-dippies. They were yeah. hippy-dippies. So, of course, the Camp Krusty song has different versions and has been included on several Simpson soundtrack CDs. Because, of course, it has. So, of course, do you know, do you, did you catch the, uh, the reference? Krusty doesn't remember the daughter, the, the actress who played his daughter in President Clown, although he does know she stuck up a liquor store. Do you know who they're referring to? 
Who are they referring to? Dana Plato of Different Strokes, because she yeah. committed armed robbery. Uh, David M. Stern, we all know that's Daniel Stern's brother. He was like, he was the first one who said, the kids should go to camp. He goes, the animators were enthusiastic about making the episode because they'd all gone to summer camps as children, thought it would be a fun episode to write for. They also thought it would be fun if while the kids are gone, Homer and Marge find that the kids are miserable and their marriage is better than ever. So good God. Uh, the crunchy punching the photographer is a Sean Penn reference. Because he also did that. We, we, we talked about the 2634-26 reference that Bart giggled at. <laughs> and of course, the writers were sure Mr. Black would reappear, but when he never did, Algene said, I guess that hydrofoil really got Mr. Black out of the show forever. <laughs> uh... And Gracie Films was moving from Klasky Kupso to Film Roman. This was the, actually the last one animated, along with uh, Streetcar Named Marge, which we're going to review in our next episode. So there you go. What do you think? I think uh, we said it's a good episode, but now that you've learned some of the trivia about it, do you think this one... I think this one holds up. This is This is one of those... One of those rare, watch this today and it's still as good as it was when it aired episodes. Because there's no, there's no out of line references or anything other than, yeah, obviously there's a Princess Die joke and everything. But like, everybody can relate to shittiness at a summer camp. That's a relatable plot. A lot of cartoons have done summer camp plot lines with kids and everything and... I mean, there's always been that thing where, like, sometimes when you send a kid to summer camp, the camp's actually really shitty, and the the parents are having a really good time. So, I think it works as an episode. I think it's really fucking good. We are going to be reviewing another classic episode, which we'll be saying that a lot this season. Uh, this Monday, we're going to talk about a streetcar named Marge. Which is a very interesting episode because we get to really explore Marge outside of the house. There aren't that many Marge-centric episodes that really get to see what she can do until we start getting into these later seasons here. So I'm really excited to talk about this one. Uh, it's it's kind of a hard episode to review because it doesn't have a lot of individual stuff to talk about. But it's a very good episode and it's got some good dramatic stuff in it. But uh, we'll go from summer camp to thespianage. Maybe we'll have some stories about that. I don't freaking know. But thank you guys for continuing to watch, support, and all that other stuff. CKCCRadio.com. Check out our other shows. Let us know if you want a Facebook group. And now that we're into season four, this would be the time to do it. And join us Monday for yet another Stupid Sexy Podcast. Looks like I'm podcasting? Nothing at all.